0: Well, it's almost that time of year, folks. The Thanksgiving holiday is upon us, and that brings us to the Beef Sticks Survivor Theories.
1: Yes, indeed. It's the one time of year where Pasty and Fat Mac go head-to-head in pay-per-view predictions to see who's the most dominant in sports entertainment broadcasting.
0: Other than every other week when we go head-to-head in pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, it really is most weeks, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and that's how WWE does it also.
1: <laughs> the we one build time ourselves year. around the, the methods of the best. That's, that's how oh, we function. You know it.
0: <laughs> you know it. It's uh, it's quite a quite a time of year for everybody. COVID is hitting its second wind, and it's coming in hard. You know, yay for that. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. I don't think anybody cares about it at this point. I don't know if anybody's doing it. I've i know got, we are. I'm,
1: it almost feels like Christmas because for years and years I've wished can't we just not do this? And and finally we get to not do this.
0: Right. <laughs> and for and for um for what's gonna remain undisclosed reasons, Fat Mac has been uh, stuck inside his house for the last week. You can do the math, folks. Right. So I've got all of my Christmas stuff put up and, and, and going good. So it's actually, it is just like Christmas. It's it's the Christmas season around the Fat Mac household.
1: Mas survey like us.
0: Yes, <laughs> very much. And, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay because, you know what, the wrestling world itself is kind of, things are going good for the wrestling world until the second round hits the wrestling world also because that's finna right. happen Oh yeah. sorry folks oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> look at all the fans in attendance these days
0: yeah we had mm. the, uh, the restart of MLW this week give it up to MLW way to go whoop, whoop. Um, I know I haven't got to see it yet uh, shame on me but I am going to watch it this weekend
1: yes me too
0: NXT's got war games coming up next week that's always fun.
1: Winter is coming in oh two my weeks. Gosh. In In yeah. Dynamite, as Kenny Omega takes on John Moxley for the yep. championship. That's going to be good, I think. It should be a good match.
0: Still, nobody knows why Moxley and Omega have a match on Dynamite
1: randomly. But you know what? That's... It's because winter is that's, coming, damn that's it! That's what Omega and Hangman Page <laughs> fought at the pay-per-view for, Fat Mac. For a dynamite television <laughs> match, because they don't get that often.
0: <laughs> I had to, uh, I, I I marked, I was busting out laughing so hard. I was listening to 83 Weeks with uh, Eric Bischoff and Conrad Thompson. And they were discussing Clash of Champions, 90, 91, I think. But, anyways, Bischoff was talking about how they actually had a surprise that they didn't blow their load on. You know, it was, it was a surprise that they didn't really talk about beforehand, and it ended up being really awesome. And what that was was um, Ricky the Dragon's Steamboat, who hadn't been in WCW for over a year, at last seen in American soil in WWE, was Dustin Reynolds' tag team partner. And he said, you know, that's the way you do it. Don't, You don't go out here and you don't, if you have a surprise, don't go out here and build up the surprise and talk about the surprise like it's so goddamn amazing. And then and then you're going to under-deliver. You just don't do it. If you have a surprise, leave it as that, a surprise. And then you over-deliver and people love it. And Conrad Thompson just sits there for a second and he's like, why don't you just say Tony at the end of that? <laughs> it's like <laughs> Okay. Yes. Tony Khan. If you have a surprise, just leave it as a surprise and don't build it up because it's just going to fall flat.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like one, one thing you've there. learned, you I, I think we've learned in the last life. 10 years is you don't build up hype. Don't do that. Not in
0: this and age. Cause it's hard to, it's hard. We've seen everything. So even if it's something amazing, if you build it up, it's,
1: Yeah, it's going to fall flat. And even if you drop just a tiny hint of a nugget that something's coming, people are going to blow it way the fuck out of proportion.
0: And no matter what world you live in, and I'm a huge Pac fan, Pac returning is not changing the pro wrestling world. No. We love him, but it's not happening. But Pasty, something that did change in the pro wrestling world this year is PWI. Because they've often, they for quite a while now, in the mid-90s, they started doing a PWI 500 where they ranked the top 500 pro wrestlers in the world. And these were men. And then they brought in the female 50 where they did the top 50 women in pro wrestling. And as women's wrestling has evolved, they ended up having to bump that up to the women's 100, which is awesome. Not only that, this year they changed the PWI 500 rankings to be intergender, yes, it is kind of a men's ranking, but women who have intergender matches regularly also get on the card for the top uh, 500, which is awesome. There were quite a few women in this year's PWI 500 rankings, which I thought was really cool. Well, based this year, Pro Wrestling Illustrated introduced it, a brand-new top 50 tag team list to coincide with their PWI 500 and women's 100 rankings. Now, similar to its other list, PWI Top 50 Tag Team lists, rankings, pits, WWE, AEW, New Japan, and Impact, who are all represented against each other. And the first ever honorees for this esteemed honor are FTR, who are made up of, of course, Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler. And they took the inaugural crown to top PWI's tag team rankings in this, this brand new era of PWI.
1: Yes, they did. And, and, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but I also can't really argue it. I just don't think that they've showed us enough outside of WWE yet. That's where I sit. I mean,
0: other than their match against the Bucks.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, that one match, but I don't, <laughs> which I don't is wasn't know in this ranking to list. Yeah. yeah, and
0: that was not in this ranking. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. I, I haven't, I haven't got the physical magazine yet, so I'm not sure what their rankings took hold of. But it usually takes at least a month to compile a, a, a wrestling ma- or to compile a magazine in general. So mm. I, I doubt that match was on there. Let's be honest.
1: <laughs> and of course. Uh, FTR Never never to be few on words. Both had things to say. Uh, Cash commented stating, Love us, hate us, agree, disagree. Everyone is entitled to their opinions. That doesn't take away the pride we take in our craft. It doesn't take away the passion we put into our profession. In our hearts, we're the best tag team on earth. So this is special to us.
0: And of course, Dax followed that up with... Every decision we've ever made has ultimately been about our legacy. Grand Slam champions, an emotional career-defining match at full gear, and the number one ranked tag team, all just in 2020. Thank you to everyone who's been on this ride. This is the stuff I live for. Top guys, out. Now, Pasty, the top ten of this list has uh, been leaked before the actual magazine, and and it proceeds as follow. You want to take it from the number 10?
1: Oh, yeah. Number 10 is Rapungi 3K's Show and Yo.
0: Oh, can't argue I'm that. Glad
1: they cracked the 10.
0: We also got the first women in the top 10, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I, I find it hard to argue that either.
1: Yeah. And then for number 8, we have the New Day, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Big E.
0: I'd probably personally put them higher, but that's just me. Another group I'd probably put higher personally, Lucha Bros, Ray Phoenix, and Penta El Zero
1: M. I would put them higher, but then at the same point, I look back at 2020, and they didn't have a big year.
0: No, but they did have great matches. And for some reason, now Penta's got another new name all of a sudden out of nowhere. Penta El Ciero Miero. So they just added Mieto to the "m," which I think the "m" works better. But whatever, whatever, whatever. It's a, why couldn't it just yeah.
1: be "penta"? You know what I mean? <laughs> why why couldn't it just be "penta"? WWE and then to explain it, where the, the rest of it went, you just say "penta space gone," like it's. A- <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is, some of should have actually ever heard. Pasty. It's so AEW I, I want to that, not pentagon just Penta Space Gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I want that. That is some awesome shit, pasty.
1: Oh, you should get money for that. I should well, coming in at number six is the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga, Tongaroa, and Tongaloa. All
0: right, New Japan's got some love twice already. We got the Street Profits in at number five, Montez
1: Ford and Angela Dawkins. I'm so happy they made the list. I love them. Coming in at number four is what I know you love and are happy they made the list. It's the North with Ethan Page and Josh Alexander reigning supreme at the top of Impact Wrestling.
0: I ain't even going to lie. I'm happy they're in the top five, but I would have put them higher than number four. But that's just me personally. Number three is a tag team that made a lot of noise this year and is continuing with one of the best storylines in pro wrestling. The Golden Role Models, Bailey and Sasha Banks.
1: Do they take golden showers?
0: Pasty, That's about as rude as uh, <laughs> Jr. This week's dynamite. Oh my he God. was talking about. I don't know if you're laughing about the same thing I'm talking yeah. about, but they're talking about the women's. They have a women's um, a wrestling appreciation thing that's called uh, Wrestling Heels,
1: and it's yeah, so AEW that- Heels.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, women fans of wrestling can get together and discuss it without the misogynistic assholes. I wonder that if they wrestling. have
1: bake sales. <laughs> you
0: knew exactly what I was oh, going to yeah. say. Oh, Wasn't yeah. that so fucking shitty of them? It was them? so shitty. Oh, God. And I haven't heard any, that's one I haven't heard any um um kickback online about, <laughs> so I don't know if anybody else is pissed about it
1: other than you and I. But It happens so often. I mean, what yeah. more can be done about it, really? You yeah, think they have bake sales. You get the <laughs>
0: Fuck you, Jim Ross. God, he's. I. I love the man, but he is so. He's an old man. He's an old white Southern man, and yeah, man, does that come across shows. more often than it should. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, where are we at? Well, you're. you all... to just not say those things. Like, <laughs> I seriously, know, right?
0: they need to have. Uh, they need to have Excalibur there, just with a fucking just a, just a tiny a Swiss army knife, a little pen knife and just jab him when he starts saying those <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm sure it happened.
1: I'm sure it happened. Cause it got pretty quiet right after he said that. Oh,
0: it, it did. Well, how do you follow that up? I think it was, uh, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was Excalibur who said something like, well, I don't know, JR. And then just <laughs> yep. together. like, what the fuck? What kind of question is that? Do you think they have fucking bake sales? Get the fuck out of here, JR. Oh, I love JR. <laughs> I do, I love the fucker. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay, coming in at number two. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. I don't know if I'd put them that high.
0: Yeah, another group. I don't know how they got they're to number good. two. I
1: think they'd still be in my top ten, but I don't think they'd be that high. I also don't think Bailey or Bailey and Banks would be in my top ten list because they're far better split up than they were as a team.
0: Well, see, I, I was just going to say I think both uh, Bailey and Banks and Paige and Alexander would go before Omega and Paige for me personally. But... And then, of course, we said number one FTR, Dax Hardwood, Cash Wheeler. Way to go. It's awesome that... It, first of all, it's awesome that PWY, which is a, a, a mainly a print publication, they do have an online um, subscription option, and I'm sure a lot of people use that, but they also have a print option. And not only are they big enough that they are, I think, the only pro wrestling magazine still circulating to this day, but they're coming up with new and better gimmicks like this. Plus... To this day, yes,
1: but WrestleTalk started putting out a print magazine like last year.
0: Well, that's not America. They don't count.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure PWI is not America. Yeah, it is. Oh.
0: (laughs) It's from Kappa uh, Publishing.
1: Okay. They're out in New York. Well, isn't Kappa a Japanese monster? No. But
0: nonetheless, what I was going to say is... Luckily, they've done so well in the last few years that they're actually adding two more um, issues of their magazine per year. So if you're a subscriber like Fat Mac is.
1: They invent two more months?
0: You're going to get two more. No, they they do six magazines a year. They do every other month. So now they're going to do eight magazines a year, which is awesome. If you're a subscriber like Fat Mac, it's like, not only is that awesome for a pro wrestling fan, but that's awesome for fans of printed media, which there isn't a lot of printed media that is surviving nowadays to know that there's still some growing and
1: thriving. Well, that just leaves one burning question, Fat Mac. Yes. Do they do bake sales?
0: (laughs) I've seen that coming and that's awesome. I love it.
1: Got to find oh. the magazine somehow. <laughs>
0: right? That's, that's how they get those extra two fucking in. It's those, those chocolate chip brownies. <laughs> chocolate chip brownies are selling like crazy. <sighs>
1: yeah. back, back, it's time for me to pump you up because it's Ooh. time for this week in pro wrestling history.
0: And basically this time, we're not going too far back. Only about nine years to Survivor Series 2001, which took place on November 20th. Yes, folks, exactly nine years from this day, if you're listening to us live from Madison Square Garden. And the holiday tradition filled our plates with Santino Morella pinning Jinder Mahal in a foreigners we made into jokes
1: match. Yes. We also saw the likes of WWE United States Champion Dolph Ziggler pinning John Morrison.
0: Of course, WWE Divas Champion Beth Phoenix pinned Eve.
1: And Wade Barrett, Jack Swagger, Juncio, U.S. Champion Dolph Ziggler, and Intercontinental Champion Cody Rhodes defeated the likes of Randy Orton, Sheamus, Sin Cara, Mason Ryan, and Tag Team Champions Kofi Kingston. In an elimination match. Whatever Ooh. happened to that Mason Ryan?
0: Whatever happened to uh, Cody Rhodes?
1: Whatever happened to the original Sin Cara?
0: <laughs> Did you see that um,
1: <laughs> Cody
0: Rhodes put out a... He, he was on an interview this week where he talked about how he doesn't want to use the Rhodes name for wrestling. It's just for marketing and for yeah. stuff. He's fucking using it every <laughs> week! In wrestling! <laughs> What the fuck is he talking about? Anyways.
1: still I want his new shirt, his everybody loves Cody, Cody loves everybody shirt. I
0: like that. There you go. There's a little plug for you. Yeah. Who else is in big show defeat world heavyweight champion Mark Henry, although he did not win the championship because he won via disqualification.
1: In a turn of sorts, I would assume. And CM Punk defeated Alberto. I am in jail as much as I am in a wrestling ring. Del Rio, to win the WWE Championship. And of
0: course, the main event was The Rock and John Cena beating Miz and r Truth. And one of these teams is not like the other match.
1: I love the Awesome Truth. Yeah, <laughs> The Rock and John Cena don't match up. I agree. <laughs> Of course you don't well, the either one of them are wrestling still wrestling anymore. yep exactly yep <laughs> that's that was the point we were trying to get across pasty. they couldn't fucking hack it <laughs> they, had to, they had to tuck their tails and run to
0: hollywood make money and have insurance i need stunt doubles <laughs> oh Woo!
1: yeah that was a good dose of history, Fat Mac. A nice little appetizer for what's to come as we snap into this week's Savage Sentinel. And In our top story, WWE has found a closer to a lawsuit regarding their business relationship with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. WWE announced the news in a legal filing which states the settlement of $39 million will be paid to City of Warren Police and Fire Retirement System stockholders who made a complaint earlier this year. Basically, the lawsuit alleged that WWE executives artificially inflated stock prices, sold shares, and failed to disclose failed negotiations re- regarding a new broadcast deal in Saudi Arabia. This was basically everything we predicted.
0: Yeah, it's basically saying WWE lies about their money even though they're still a public entity.
1: Mm. We knew
0: that. We, I, you know, we usually report on it multiple times a month
1: <laughs> yeah yeah very um, much so glad to see those volunteer firefighters are getting there just due.
0: well it's good you know the these these are uh these are people that go out there and fight fires and uh you know you can only hope that perhaps the uh police department you know you, maybe that'll go to like um the dog catchers or fixing potholes in the city um they, they don't need this. But for sure, the firefighters, they, they deserve it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Pasty, somebody who deserves something for some reason, you like that segue, WWE yes. announced Thursday that the WWE Thunderdome is officially headed to the Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida, beginning with SmackDown Friday, December 11th. There's no word yet on when the residency will end, but this will be for all upcoming Raw SmackDown, and WWE pay-per-view events. WWE executive producer and chief global television production, Kevin Dunn, said of the Thunderdome, we are proud to have reimagined the in-arena atmosphere and provided interactive experience like nothing else in sports and entertainment with the launch of WWE Thunderdome. Our fans' response and industry-wide recognition are both humbling and further validation of the innovative spirit and passion that exists across the entire WWE organization. Woo. So you're going to get the same look in a different venue. I can't imagine there's going to be much change.
1: Yeah. You know, Thunderdome was cool until they showed us the, the Capitol Wrestling Center, and I like that setup a lot more. Uh, you know somebody else I really like a lot more is Zelina Vega for many reasons and the recently released Vega had talks with SAG-AFTRA the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists on Wednesday the official SAG-AFTRA Twitter account revealed the conversation Stating, powerful conversation with Thea Trinidad today. We support her and others as they work to protect and empower themselves. Zelina responded and confirmed the conversation, tweeting, very powerful indeed. Thank you all for the pleasant conversation and insight. She's going to become the most powerful woman in wrestling. You know that, right?
0: I don't know about that, but I know that... um more and more talks of SAG and AFTRA are coming out, and, you know, um, another cheap plug here, and I already gave one earlier, the latest 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, they spend about 20 minutes actually just talking about unionization in pro wrestling and the positives and negatives, and anybody who's interested in the business of pro wrestling or are curious about, the um, unionization and everything, because Eric Bischoff has a unique perspective. A, he ran a company that had independent contractors, such as WCW, and he's also been a member of SAG-AFTRA in many of his television ventures that he has with his Harvey Bischoff productions. So he knows both sides of it, and um, it's really interesting. Um, It's not the... uh, yeah, yeah, yay, yeah, rah, rah, rah um, unionization speech, you would think, but it's also not, fuck unions. He just gives a really good perspective on, on the issues and some of the things that everybody should think about, uh, the most of which being, even if WWE unionizes, WWE is not losing any money, so any money that comes out of that is coming from somebody else which will probably be the performers paycheck
1: contracts will go down.
0: Exactly. So, you know, but you know, Hey, if you don't have to pay for um, all of the medical insurance and other shit you're paying for, that could be positive. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: and you get get the right to stream and make money off that for yourself again.
0: Yeah. So it's very interesting. If anybody's interested as I am in the business part of the business, which is what? eighty three. Weeks is mostly about which I love, and I'll admit, can be very boring if you're not into that. I would recommend you watch this most recent one because he, the, the first 20 minutes, him and Conrad really get into that. So, hmm. an, an interesting listen.
1: And I don't think it'd be wrong to assume that the only uh, wrestling uh, companies that would be going union would be the ones that are television broadcasts, right? You would assume like independents would still be able to have independent contractors.
0: In a perfect I, world. You know, but you look at companies like Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW that have television products that maybe can't afford that.
1: It's
0: I it, don't know. It's tough. It, it, it is. There's always positive. As somebody who's been in non-union and union um, workplaces, th- there are positive and negatives that come with both. And you, you lose some freedoms being a union. But... Um, it's like anything else it's what's what what better suits you mm. so I don't know it's this 2021 I think is gonna be a super interesting year for pro wrestling between the union talks the covid all of these new uh, streaming deals from all of these companies that aren't quite television deals like oh, I 2021. We didn't know what 2020 was going to bring, and obviously it threw us a hell of a curveball. But 2021, we never I'm looking at like, that. No, but I'm looking at 2021 like, God, it may give us more interesting shit, but hopefully not in such a negative way.
1: Yeah, yeah. The way and I look patient, at it, it would be hard to be more negative than 2020. But <laughs> at the same point, I feel real bad saying that because I don't well, want to be proven You,
0: you got to look at how 2021's coming in, remember. Everything that's going on right now doesn't know years exist or time exists. So we're starting 2021 off on a shitty foot. Um, But speaking of um, new ventures in pro wrestling, Crackle, which is a free streaming service, has announced their new Heroes of Lucha Libre limited series. The 11-part original will premiere on Wednesday, November 25th. And it will feature top Lucha stars such as Rey Mysterio Jr., Teneblas Jr., Alusha, Ryu Dragon Lee, Blue Demon, and WWE Hall of Famer Mil Mascaras Noyab. Heroes of Lucha Libre is described as celebrating and honoring the rich culture tradition of Lucha Libre while integrating an imaginative comic book storyline. With a contemporary spin on the action in the ring, the series features superhero elements making it unique to other content in its genre. It is being produced and created by Joaquin Vandorovich alongside Alejandro Ortiz, and the series is written by Alejandro Ortiz.
1: I like that, but that also kind of sounds like the Rey Mysterio cartoon and the uh, Tiger Mask cartoon
0: well, you know, the Tiger Mask cartoon or the Tiger Mask anime has been badass, Yeah, if anybody's ever watched that. I haven't got to see the Rey Mysterio one, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it very well might be, but if anybody who knows Lucha Libre, it's very telenovela oh, uh, yeah. in its own way, so it's it's got these storybook um, storylines and these creative outlets, and you got all these characters that obviously are superhero-esque, you know. Just look at the masks and the capes and everything, you know. Um, I'm kind of surprised Ryu Lee is in here and Roosh isn't. I wonder if there's a reason for that or not. Uh, Roosh being Ryu's brother or uh, what the deal is. But um, also Roosh and Ryu both being the sons of Blue Demon, I believe, and I may be getting that wrong, so maybe... Um, I literally just thought of that as I was saying it. Like, I think it is, but maybe it's not. So I'm going to look that up real quick, but I think that's yeah. I think that's what it is.
1: Oh, well, I think Boy, tried to look up, up really, Rush. Really cool show, and with it being on Crackle, gives everybody the incentive to tune in for free, provided yeah. you're willing to watch 12 commercials each time a commercial break happens. And those and commercial breaks do. aren't scheduled. They're gonna cut in the middle of whatever the fuck's going on. <laughs> no, I I, I uh, haven't really used Pluto all that much, but Crackle is something I have used a handful of times throughout the years. So I'm excited to see these the, uh, these free streaming apps jumping towards more pro wrestling. It's good to see it expanding. And to I other, think
0: that's a. That's a good way for wrestling to get itself out there, these these ones that don't have such a mainstream audience. Mm -hmm. Because so many of these streaming services you get, whether you even ask for them or not, you get them on your Smart TV, you get them on your Roku, you get them on your Xbox, you get them on your PS. I mean, they're just there, and they're free. Mm -hmm. I want to correct myself. His father is not Blue Demon. His father is Arturo Munez Sanchez who was known as La Bestia del Ring. So he was a uh,
1: The best wrestler, in the ring, I huh? Thought.
0: But his uh, brother is the current Mystico, not to be uh, confused with um, WWE's Mystico. So, such a uh, lineage in the family, yes.
1: if you will. <clears throat> nope, looking forward to checking this one out for sure. A GoFundMe campaign to save Philadelphia's 2300 Arena was created earlier this month. The 2300 Arena is also known as the ECW Arena and has held many wrestling events since 1993, such as the first ever ECW pay-per-view, barely legal. Countless Impact, MLW, and Ring of Honor wrestling events and even Evolve 108. The venue needs help to stay afloat this winter and beyond. As of this recording, $1,240 has been raised so far. The goal is 100000 If you wish to help preserve the iconic pro wrestling Citadel, we have some official information.
0: Of course, they say we ask for your help to save the 2300 Arena, a.k.a. ECW Arena. If you want to know how, first of all, every dollar counts. Contribute and help us take it to the next level of reopening successfully. Please help us keep this legacy alive.
1: Flex your social media muscle. Share our GoFundMe campaign to your network via social, email, text, or podcast. Hashtag save 2300.
0: Also point businesses their way. In fact, they rent the space to everything from weddings, galas, award shows, live televised music performances, sporting events, TV productions, and, of course, pro wrestling events.
1: Huh. Somebody should tell Vince about this for the Thunderdome. (laughs) Uh, Yes, and there are donor perks, folks. If you donate up to $99, you get the Hero Spotlight, and you'll receive a thank you on their website.
0: If you do $100 to $199, well, hats off. You'll receive a $2300 arena branded winter hat
1: plus the thank you on their site. Wouldn't that be hats on? Oh, hats on,
0: hats off, baby.
1: <laughs> Don't flip your wig. And for the... 200 plus dollar donators you receive the rank of gladiator and as a sign of their eternal gratitude you will get a personalized plaque on our 2300 arena donor wall plus a thank you on the site you should That's also get the hat cool. i feel like <laughs> usually when you run a patreon the higher tiers get everything the lower tiers get right right damn it
0: brasty they're doing their best they're giving you a thank you on their
1: site what more do you want I just I all feel of your like friends, should...
0: all of your friends that go to the 2300 Arena website are going to see the thank you pasty. You know how many of your friends and family visit that daily?
1: Three. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a steep number, actually. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, why doesn't somebody like Vince or Tony Khan just cough up $100,000 to fix this problem?
0: Well, first of all, Vince doesn't give a fuck about it even though it's in his backyard. And the other thing I would have to wonder, and I don't know is in this day and age with COVID, what is the statewide, countywide, citywide regulations, I'm sorry, on running shows there? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Florida is the wild west, but I think the rest of the country is a little bit more tight on all that.
0: Exactly. So.
1: Southeast is the wild west. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm going to assume somebody will step in and give a big donation. I would hope. I mean, um...
1: Tommy Dreamer can you know, pony it up, right?
0: The fact that they're only at 1240 on a $100,000 goal, that's shitty.
1: Yeah, that is really shitty.
0: So, I would hope. I've got many memories watching on television, never been there personally. I would love to go there personally one day. So, um... You know, if you're willing, if if you care, if you want to, if you're interested, go fund me slash um save twenty three hundred. So check it out.
1: You Let's know, see like if this, we can get know. hashtag save twenty three hundred trending like fuck tour, fuck forty five.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if all you do is just share the links and share the hashtag, that helps out a whole lot. So mm. do your part. And Pasty, um, these people are doing their parts by coming and going in the wrestling business because the wrestling business is an ebb and flow. And, of course, we bring in the comings and goings with the aforementioned coming. Matt Seidel is officially All Elite Pasty as he signed a contract with All Elite Wrestling.
1: God, that feels like such old news, doesn't it?
0: It feels like it is, but it's finally official. Seidel made his AEW debut at All Out, where he was a surprise entrant in the Casino Battle Royal.
1: Best spot in the match.
0: But before his move to AEW, Matt Seidel had wrestled in several promotions like Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and WWE as Evan Bourne. During his career, he sold the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship twice with Ricochet, the IWGP Never Openweight Six-Man Championship, with Ricochet and Satoshi Kojima, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship with Christopher Daniels, WWE Tag Team Championship as Air Boom with Kofi Kingston, and for his singles gold, he has held the Impact X Division Championship. He also had a Wrestling Observer Match of the Year in 2016 with Ricochet and Will Ospreay versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. And folks, if you have not seen that match, go
1: check it out. I haven't seen that. I need to check it out. But now that we've handled the coming, it's time for the going. As Marty Bell announced, she is no longer under contract with NWA. Bell tweeted her thanks to the NWA and NWA locker room while also expressing her excitement over what's next in her career. Bell debu- debuted on NWA Power Episode 4 and last appeared with the NWA on Episode 21 of Power earlier this year, losing three-way match against Tasha Steele and Ashley Vox. Bell also last wrestled at the Collective last month, competing in GCW for the Culture and Shimmer Volume 118. She is also the current Shine Tag Team Champion as BTY, Better Than You, with Jamie Jameson, the news comes just two weeks after we reported former NWA world women's champion Allison Kay also announced she is no longer under contract with NWA. Oh, I hope this sad. isn't bad for NWA. Like, are they going under?
0: You know, I, I don't know. I think they're going more towards per appearance deals than contracts is my guess. I
1: know after oh. Dynamite, it's got me thinking Thunder Rosa's signing with AEW.
0: Yeah, and and I wouldn't blame her. Um, Allison Kay very well could sign with AEW, and that would be good for AEW, as we mentioned. Uh, it is it is sad because NWA has had great women wrestlers, and but you know NWA is one of those groups that they don't necessarily have to have contracted wrestlers to have great shows. Um, yeah, the people who aren't denied wrestling for NWA from their contracts seem to have a. A positive experience in NWA. You know, we've heard James Storm is no longer with NWA either. They're they're losing some big time people,
1: and shortly after they got me. them.
0: Yeah, it does it does really worry me. But it's also, I think it's just a product of the time with COVID the way it is. I think they're getting rid of the contracts and let them go and reel them
1: back when times are better, right?
0: Yeah, or just do per appearance um, deals. And, and this isn't coming from any inside knowledge of me. That's just my guess of how it's going. You know, hey, you I, think I know. They,
1: they lost Stu Bennett to NXT. Yeah. Like a lot of people but go to a lot of places.
0: Yeah, so it's.
1: <clears throat> Whatever it, happened it's, to Carney Land? Did that not last like they had anticipated? It
0: didn't. They they did it for about four weeks, and then they didn't do anything <laughs> for, like, four weeks. And then there God, was, like, as long as
1: NWA power for the yeah,
0: yeah. It didn't last long, but, you know, at least they were trying things. Yeah. And, and, and if, if, if I know Billy Corgan at all, and I don't, um, he's not giving up without a fight, so he's not letting this go down easily. Yeah. I think there's still a, a positive exit for NWA. I just think they're they're going through hard times right now, and they're doing what they have to do to keep the company afloat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not sure. Um, but one thing I do know is there are some uh, pro wrestlers who aren't quite staying afloat, and that brings us to our injury report. Are you
1: still talking about Shad?
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's good stuff.
0: Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke have been replaced by Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans on uh, Sunday's Raw Women's Tag Team Survivor Series match. According to Dave Meltzer, the change was made because Rose was injured during last week's Raw. In the aftermath of a singles match between Raw Women's Champion Asuka and Nia Jax, a brawl ensued between members of Team Raw. Jax grabbed Rose and tried to fling her through the ropes. Unfortunately, Rose got tangled between the ropes and landed very awkwardly on her shoulder. <sighs> Meltzer noted that... Well, Melter noted that although Jax had developed a reputation for injuring talents, she was not at fault for this incident, since it was clearly a freak accident. And there are clips online, and I did watch it, and it does look like Rose just went wrong into the ropes. It looks like her one leg... Kinda of got caught on the top rope, and that I don't know if she was using one arm to try to roll over, but then kind of got stuck on that also. It just it was really awkward. However, she landed in it. I almost think you got to give this one to Rose screwing up herself, but nonetheless, it's never good to see anybody get injured in the ring.
1: Yeah, definitely not. <clears throat> In other news, Arturo Ruas suffered an arm injury during this week's NXT loss to Kushida. (laughs) The fear from within NXT is that Ruas suffered a torn biceps during the match, according to Fightful Select, but specifics have not yet been confirmed. This match was not scheduled to be a one-off appearance for Ruas, as WWE apparently had more creative plans for him moving forward on the black and yellow brand. Besides last night's match, Ruas filmed some additional material for WWE's digital channels. But the content did not air due to the injury. God, they really don't like people who get injured.
0: No, they don't.
1: <clears throat> um, Green is another one. She was just talking about that. She just keeps getting sidelined for shit.
0: Yeah, it's... I guess the more people you have, the more injuries you're going to get. And uh, speaking of, uh, boy, worse than injuries, but but long-time folks, long-time journeyman Silvano Sousa has passed away Thursday due to complications from COVID-19. He had already had underlying conditions and been ill for just 10 days with the virus before his death. Sousa had major back surgery in June, which we're sure couldn't have helped matters at all. Sousa is a name that many fans from the northeastern United States are probably familiar with, primarily from his many years as enhancement talent with the WWWF. Yes. Basie, let us know a little more about this feller.
1: Yes. Born William Sousa, he was originally from Providence, Rhode Island, and began his pro wrestling career by suggesting to the wrestling promoter at Jack Whitney. Witches Sport Arena in Attleboro, Massachusetts that instead of paying him to be in the audience to give him a job he started by sweeping up after the matches then ring assembly and then finally as ring attendant which brought him to the locker room where he met Bruno Sammartino
0: yes pasty and it was on the job training with Bruno that got Celsus started and he received further training when on an all Japan tour in fact, it's almost unfair that he is remembered mainly for his WWF losses as he actually worked across North America at various times and a tour of Japan brought salsa to worldwide attention and furthered his training during the All Japan Pro Wrestling Summer Action Series back in 1976. He fought opponents such as Hiro Matsuda, who brought uh, Hulk Hogan into the game, Giant Baba who created All Japan, and in a rare, at the time, Gaijin versus Gaijin battle, he lost to the Destroyer Dick Bear.
1: The Dick Destroyer, as I like ah, to call him.
0: He will destroy
1: that dick, baby. Sousa <laughs> was a champion, too, but under a different name than Silvano, Silvano Salsa. Out in Western Canada and Stampede Wrestling and the Vancouver-based All-Star Wrestling, he was known as David Silva. He won the All-Star Canadian title in May 1982.
0: That is not the Dave Silva that does most of the artwork for Conrad Thompson's group of podcasts. Very different Dave Silva. <laughs> But then, of course, in the WWWF in the late 1970s, just prior to the national expansion in 83, Salsa was a regular at TV tapings and at house shows, almost always on the losing end, though. He continued to wrestle and promote, which eventually got him inducted to the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2013.
1: (sighs) Man, his career sounds an awful light, a lot like so many other careers in WWE and outside of WWE.
0: He was your typical journeyman, you know. He, he did a lot. He put a lot of people over, but he, he never made it big. And that's just, you know, it, as, as shitty as it sounds, pro wrestling needs journeymen. Mm-hmm. You need the people that will always be there, who will always do good, but will never make it to the top. You need those people.
1: Takes a special kind of person to fill that role, that is for sure. Uh let's get him in the hall of fame. Let's get that shit trending.
0: He'll probably go I'm sure he'll probably go into the um <clears throat> what is that secondary hall of fame they have?
1: Cauliflower Alley? Or are you
0: talking the No shut up oh. Cauliflower Alley's the, the, the real legacy. fucking Hall of Fame Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. The leg is the WWE leg the one hey, where they, they just say wrestling? your
1: name and show a picture. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't have Mr. T talk about his mama for 45 minutes. There's been
0: so many great people who have been relegated to that. That's just sad. Yeah. But, But, I mean, I know not everybody can get in, but, God damn, there's some great people who have gotten the quote-unquote legacy treatment while some dipshits have gotten Mr. T mama time. But Looks I support the, the dick Power destroyer
1: or the dick buyer. That's what I'm stuck on right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like I like dick buyer. You know, I mean, <clears throat> if they're, you know, if, if she's willing to pay, you know what I mean. Who am I to, who am I to not destroy her? You know, <laughs> if I if she's gonna be the dick buyer, I'll be the destroyer. If you know what I mean. Although it's usually been destroyed before I got there, but still.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As
0: long as she can finish me off with a handy, I don't care how loose the cavern is. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: throw a rock, you'll hit a wall. Uh... Dwayne Johnson, I'm tossing you! Uh, and this leads us to the most anticipated segment of Beef Sticks podcast history. The moment where Fat Mac and Pasty go head-to-head in combat to, to predict Survivor Series 2020.
0: Oh, and you said the most anticipated segment in Beef Sticks history. I thought you meant we were... Doing another one of those lost in translation. Oh we are. But We're gonna know, do this whatever.
1: predictions and lost in translation. <laughs> Man, that All would right. be fun to do. We should pick a pay-per-view we really don't give a shit about and try to do that.
0: Um Survivor Series 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually that's a good idea. I like that. I like that. We'll uh we'll have to work on that.
1: Mull it out. Well, let's pick these ponies, Fat Mac, for a pay-per-view that I don't think either one of us really care about for reasons outside of the fact that this pay-per-view is probably going to suck. Yes. Um. So we're starting off with a non-title match. WWE Champion Drew McIntyre versus WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. That's right. It's one guy and his lesser, well-put-together clone fighting each other for no reason whatsoever.
0: You can call Roman a lesser put together clone? That's Shut the
1: fuck up. <laughs> Roman Reigns is the blueprint. Matt oh, Morgan.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Matt the Roman Reigns Morgan, <laughs> or the Roman the Matt Morgan Reigns. Yes, I, don't know. I like that. <laughs> um, you know what? You said it. You said it. I'm just going to back it up. Uh, Roman Reigns is the blueprint. I don't see him losing uh, to Drew McIntyre. This is a non-title match. It really doesn't matter who wins or loses, although I just think... I just think they've built up Roman as such a badass. I think it does hurt him a little more to lose than Drew.
1: Yeah. But at the same point, it hurts either one of your champions to lose, and this is a stupid match to put on, and it's just dumb. Um, I... I'm sticking it out on the line and fairly confident in this one. I'm saying Drew wins, but it's via a DQ interference by Uso. All right.
0: We'll give you the win for Drew one way or the other. All right. Then I'm willing another- to put
1: the points on it, though. I'm willing to stick with that. I think that's the way it's got to end. <laughs> it's got to end in a fucky finish so nobody looks bad.
0: Well, th- then do all of them end in a fuck you finish? Yeah, actually, the fucking finish? Yeah, actually, I kind of think so. I kind of think so.
1: I know, right? You got Roman Reigns versus himself. You got the New Day versus themselves. Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh. Um, and then you also have a non-title Raw women's champion, Asuka versus SmackDown women's champion, Sasha Banks. Um, two dominant women who... Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's hard because none of these none of these people really have any real storyline or any vendetta going in. It's just you just take this person and put them with this person because they hold a title. This is, this is very much a flip of the coin pay-per-view yeah. all the way down, I think.
1: And the sad thing is, is most of these matches, if you wouldn't have uh, had the draft a couple months back, would have just been normal pay-per-view matches because all these guys were on the same cards in the first place. Right, it's just it's 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 entirely stupid and it's sickening and I hate it. Uh, for this match, though, I'm I'm predicting Oscar and sort of due to a Bailey interference, but I didn't write that one down here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, pasty. It's sad um, that this is one of the big four pay per views, and it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter.
0: That's, that's ever since the brand split, Survivor Series matters less and less, which is. Well, that isn't true. Survivor Series over the years were just random teams put together because random people had issues with each other. But at least it was like there was a tag team that had an issue with another tag team. Mm -hmm. And then there was your Intercontinental Champion who had an issue with this guy. And then one of your top guys had an issue with this guy. And then you threw in two other guys who were classic journeymen, as we mentioned before. And there was your five on five. You know, I mean at least they had stories going into it. This this isn't and I don't care. Sasha Banks. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping you you know, the one thing is a lot of these matches look like they could be really good matches. Yeah. Reigns yeah. versus Drew, depending on what kind of Drew and what kind of Roman we get, could be awesome. Asuka versus Sasha Banks, there's no reason that can't be great. Right, And the next one, Pasty, I think could be solid.
1: Sleeper of the night, I think. I think this is going to be a real fun watch. And that's your non-titled WWE United States Champion Bobby Lashley taking on WWE Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn. Woo! <sighs> You know what,
0: if uh, if their Twitter war is anything as good as <laughs> their in-ring war is going to be, it's going to be awesome, but I have a feeling the Twitter war is why Bobby Lashley is going to win, because Sami Zayn has said some really controversial stuff on Twitter. What? Sami Zayn was I,
1: super nice.
0: I don't know that it's WWE approved. Um... Plus, Sami Zayn can lose to Bobby, and it it really doesn't hurt Sami at all. I mean, just look at the two of them, honestly. But, yeah, a lot of the uh, American champion taking my country, enslaving my people stuff is is very true, and I I love it. I've been loving Sami Zayn's talks about the United States champion. Hmm. I just don't think that Vince McMahon loves it as much as I do. So I'm saying <laughs> Bobby
1: Lashley wins this. <laughs> You're gonna fuck things up with Saudi Arabia, Sammy. <laughs> right. We had to pay the firefighters because of you, you bastard. <laughs> it's coming out of your fucking
0: pay. <laughs>
1: Better it's start out a out Twitch account, pay. bitch. <laughs> I wanna see you on only flat only fans in the bikinis, bitch. <laughs> I'm going Sami Zayn because he's so much smarter than Bobby Lashley. I'm I'm not gonna count Sami Zayn out at any chance I get from this point forward.
0: Oh, I agree. You can never count Sami Zayn out. I'm just going the political route. Uh, next, we have non-title tag team match: Raw Tag Champions New Day versus SmackDown Champions Street Profits. Are you wet, son?
1: Mm, go in the street profits, because they're the new New Day, and New Day is down to two members, and there's no point, and Xavier Woods needs to go to AEW. You
0: think he'd uh, bring back his Consequences Creed character?
1: I think he would have to.
0: I was watching. Last week, you and I talked about um, Pluto having the Impact Channel, so I was watching the Impact Channel that weekend. And they had a uh, best of. Um, well, they had a they had a string of best ofs, but they had a best of um, X division title matches, and there was a um, what do they call it? A steel Asylum match with consequences. Treat in there. It was also, I think, Pope's first match. Um, they had the Motor City Machine Guns. It was, it was just really awesome, but I was sitting there thinking, God, I was watching Consequences Creed, and I was like, you know, he's gotten so much more money and so much more fame and so much more out of WWE, but his matches were so much more better in Impact Wrestling.
1: Well, it's because he's never been anything but a tag Creed team in Woods. star in SmackDown. Yeah, but it's just, it was, it
0: was kind of, it was sad. Um, with that being said, Street Profits, yeah, there's no reason for New Day to win this. Street Profits can gain from this. New Day is old news. I love New Day. I don't want. I I don't even want them to break up. Right. I want yeah. them to stay, you know, as they are. Even with the trio, I'd love to see them get traded or whatever happens. But um, yeah, Street Profits is the only logical winner here.
1: Yeah. And I'm assuming, you know, they did split Big E from Kofi and Xavier, but I'm assuming he's going to be in this match or a- attending this match one way, shape, or form to support You would think
0: this is a good spot for him to show up and just stand ringside and, yeah. and applaud them and whatnot. And I would maybe
1: he'll so. turn, but I, I just I don't see that happening because they're I friends and that. they're going to stay friends and regardless what Vince wants them to do, I think that's the way it's going to boil down. It's
0: like the song says, Pacey, friends. How many of us have them?
1: <sighs> I mean, I
0: think everybody. I think everybody has friends,
1: maybe not many,
0: but at least one.
1: I don't really need you know, it anymore.
0: You know how sometimes I uh, sit on my left hand until it turns numb and jerk off, call it a stranger. Well, when I sit on my right hand and, until it turns numb and jerk off, I call it a friend. Nice. And I think of you, pasty. And I ejaculate is immediately.
1: Immediately. Is it because I'm left-handed? Be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ah, then we have the men's traditional five-on-five elimination match, which is kind of missing uh, at least one participant. But we didn't want to wait till after SmackDown to bring you this podcast, folks, because does, do the traditional five-on-five matches really matter? I mean, really. Uh, it really doesn't. Team Raw is comprised of AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Riddle, Taking on team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Seth Rollins, King Corbin, and one more to be announced. I
0: have no reason for why I'm thinking I'm picking this other than I'm pretty sure that the women's SmackDown. Well, oops, spoilers, Bubba, <laughs> Fat Mac, whatever. Uh, I'm going with raw. I'm going with team raw. Um, You know, why not? They're good guys.
1: I'm going with Team SmackDown because WWE is very open about the fact that when they did the brand split, they wanted to give the benefit to Fox because they don't really owe anything to USA anymore. USA is not going to drop them, but Fox is the one they need to worry about. So I'm riding SmackDown on this one.
0: And that brings us to the women's traditional 5-on-5 elimination match. Team Rossing, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Peyton Royce, Lacey Evans, and
1: Lana. Lana! She's going through a table. Jax is going to put her through a table, and they're on the same team. (laughs) Versus Team SmackDown, Bianca Belair,
0: Ruby Wright, Liv Morgan, and two more to be announced as of yet. I'm picking SmackDown. I think uh, Women's SmackDown gets it.
1: Yeah, I'm picking SmackDown too. And this one is more so because of the rosters rather than because I just picked SmackDown. Because if I was looking at the men's match logically, I'd probably say Team Raw. Because they have the better lineup. Um, but yeah, no, SmackDown. I'm riding SmackDown on this one. For sure.
0: And pasty that brings us to the tiebreaker. Survivor Series is always an easy tiebreaker for us. Pasty, which team leaves with more points? Is it Raw or is it SmackDown? Smackdown!
1: I got to go with the Smack Dizzy that max is going to go with a raw well you don't really have much of a choice do you that was my thoughts (laughs) uh yeah i don't i don't know yeah you don't i don't know i was so excited when i thought war games was this weekend that makes survivor series so much more easy to watch because at least you get to watch something good that week but uh, nope, Survivor Series is still held off for a couple more weeks. That'll be the weekend of December sixth. You mean
0: um, you mean War uh, Games? Yes, Survivor I mean. Series is going to be yeah. this week. They're yes, not holding right. that off, folks. They should. They, yeah, you could just push it off
1: indefinitely. I mean, I mean, most people aren't allowed to have Thanksgiving this year, so why have Survivor Series? Exactly.
0: <laughs> no, I agree with you. I'm, I'm hoping for a good. Um, <coughs> War games. I seen that they have one or two matches released for it. I haven't seen what they are yet. I'm optimistic. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I do know that there's one of them. It's Pat McAfee and Team Valor, or whatever, and uh, or Undisputed Era. So that one could be okay. <clears throat> Nonetheless, I uh, Survivor Series is this weekend.
1: Yes, hey. And last <laughs> week, last week we forgot about something. Last week we, oh, we forgot, forgot about two things. Talkin' Shopomania Part two. 2
0: and uh Impact Turning Point. Yeah. Which See, I didn't, I knew Impact about that. Turning I just
1: figured Point. it didn't make it to the show because it's not a pivotal pay-per-view.
0: Eh, it's a pay-per-view let's put it this way it was fucking way better than talking shop oh, oh no. Talkin of mania 2. oh my gosh talking shop Two mania was just fucking they dropped the ball they fucking
1: dropped the ball i liked it my my biggest gripe was they reused too many of the same people from the first one
0: it was the same pay-per-view just copy and paste it there's some new jokes Lots no new jokes. no there wasn't no there wasn't
1: it. it was
0: fun. what was the new joke one new joke.
1: C- circumcision is a mystery.
0: No, that was just a, a, a fucking retread of their damn boneyard match with uh, whoever the guys were that came out for him. I did like, I did like circumcision, which was if, for those of you who haven't seen it, it was a take on Revolution. Evolution. So they had um, fucking nobody knows who the fuck they were pasting. <laughs> obviously, um, you had triple huh. You had, um, um, what was it, Anthony Horton? Yeah. You had, um, you had, um, who the fuck? Uh, Nox, was it Nox Tista? Would they call him?
1: Yeah, Noxtista.
0: Tista. Tista, which was Nox's Batista. And then, uh, who was the fourth one?
1: Flair, the whoever plays, um, nature Oh, boy. It,
0: it was the Nature Boy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that was fun. I really did actually really. Why'd like Why did they one. park
1: a mile away? <laughs> just walking. That out was all
0: slow. that was fun. And the um the Chavo Guerrero death match got fun just with all the, you know, Taya Valkyrie got into that. And, that was
1: uh, I, I think the shining point of the pay per view for me. How how in was. the world do they bill it as the worst pay per view, and then they have what is at least in my eyes possibly the best cinematic match I've seen in wrestling.
0: The, uh, the, the Chavo Guerrero match was probably the, the shining light. The rest of it was, God. I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I wasn't feeling it that night. It just felt like retry. You know, the first time we seen it, it was like, yeah, it's stupid, but it's fun because they're doing something different. And this time it's like, well, yeah, it's stupid, but it's the same stupid I seen last time. So for me personally, I just didn't get a lot more out of it. The uh, ball for a ball match had its moments. And the uh, CWO, the castration world order. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a huge pop out of that, and I laughed my ass off. But, God, I i mean, personally, for me, th- this one was miles behind the first one. And I think the first one I would have fun showing to a non-wrestling fan is something fun. This one I would be embarrassed to show, just personally. Well, I mean, if
1: you didn't show them the first one, you could show them the second one and maybe they'd like it better.
0: Yeah. I I didn't care for it. I love I loved I just, when they didn't.
1: had triple H, huh? and they're like, "You promised us so many things. You said you wanted to be at my son's graduation." <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: that was really good because they had Jindrack on there and I the, the thing the problem is though they didn't explain the backstory yeah, with no. Gingerak being yeah. there. Where Gingerak was originally going to be the fourth member, it was going to be Triple H, uh, uh, Ric Flair, Dave Batista, and Mark Gindrick, and then they just decided they didn't want Jindrick. Yeah. and so Batista took the spot, and probably rightfully so, although I was a huge Gindrick and O'Hare fan, uh, maybe more um, O'Hare than Gindrick, but th- that's a 2000s WCW thing that obviously most people weren't following, so didn't know. I followed him to the end, so I didn't know, but that was another, yeah, I just wish they would have explained, I guess those who know, know, and those who don't, it was probably awkward, but.
1: Well, I think they just assume that if you're watching their shitty pay-per-view, you're probably a diehard wrestling fan.
0: I would hope you, (laughs) yeah, I would hope you are. (laughs) And the, uh, oh, and the softcore match was super fun.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And I Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, and, um, and oh, and uh, PJ Palacco, or or um, Just Incredible, and they had a soft core match where they're hitting each other with uh, inflatables stuffed and stuffed animals, and yeah, just just anything that doesn't hurt. And fucking Dreamer <laughs>
1: oh, won, <cool>. motherfucker.
0: That <laughs> was pretty cool. You gotta, you gotta love it.
1: Yes. I think so, I think my I mean, favorite thing of the whole show though was the uh, the Anthony Horton when he gets up on the corner post and he goes to do his pose and he just kind of shrugs
0: <laughs> does like, the shrug, oh that was awesome, I didn't like and I don't know what the deal was, um, Big LG having the uh, Star Wars hologram, like I don't know if it's maybe he made he ended so up- much money I off think- the first pay per view now he's
1: a big star.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal was, but it just—it didn't work for me. I thought it would have been so much better with the three of them there. Yeah, I didn't dig it. I just there was just a lot that I didn't dig this time, and I don't—I don't know why. I, I can't—I can't tell you other than it was basically the same thing, and I guess too much of the same thing isn't that great when it isn't amazing.
1: I'd still watch the third one.
0: Oh, I'll still watch the third one, but I I'll honestly I probably watch they everything do, they shovel out. <laughs> I just honestly hope that they do I hope they make big changes. I mean, I isn't
1: it they, kind of a isn't it kind of a lampoon in itself when they do the same thing twice? You know what I mean? Like that's what wrestling is. It's doing Well, you know, I over and over.
0: I akin to the first one to uh the ICPS stranglemania where it was mm. just them kind of goofing over stuff and they didn't have to be the best matches and they were awkward, and they they, they pointed out when they fucked shit up, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, then they did Stranglemania, and in Stranglemania 2, they did a lot of different stuff. They added new commentators, they added women in the mix, they had a completely different uh, side gag. It was like, they, they kind of completely changed up what they did, but they still kept the underlayer the same, and it's like, I, I think I would like that.
1: Well, everything I was set up in did, different areas this time. The I think was if moved. they get
0: i think if they'd get brand new people with brand new like uh ideas and maybe switched up i i love rocky romero but maybe switch rocky romero with somebody else or something or just i don't know i think they just needed to do something different to to bring it up a notch and i hope next time they can you know whether that's uh more guys were released from WWE that, that bring in a bigger impact. No pun intended. Cause they did have Scott D'Amour. I, I had a big pop for Scott D'Amour too.
1: Yeah. Because, actually like, wrestling.
0: <laughs> give him a job. And... <laughs> then you had uh Heath Slater doing, uh, um uh, doing the moves of, uh, 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 um, Cordera. Um, Zack, Zack Ryder. There
1: you
0: go. Yeah. Cordona. Cordona, not Cordera. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, that was fun too with the, uh, the Swaggle stuff. I like how they changed the, uh, the bat into a wrench. So that was a callback from the last one that I actually <laughs> yeah. really liked. He came in with something different. It than was a three bat. things. It was like a, it was like yeah.
1: It was a kendo stick that turned into a bat, and then it turned okay, into there a wrench. You go. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, I did like that. <laughs> and
0: the uh, frog splash that he did—they showed him climbing to like the one and a half turnbuckle, and then they showed him jumping on him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> where you could obviously tell he didn't do the tadpole splash, but it was like so. I mean, it, it was there was good stuff to it. The ball just, for a ball match so, didn't
1: come close to the eye for an eye match, though. Like, I expected no. a little bit more out of it, like, in the sense of parodying WWE. Yeah, I say, I think this one felt a little less like a parody and, and more like they're trying to do their own thing, but it's the same. You know what I mean? They just yeah. kind took the parody out of it for the most part.
0: Yeah, it was meh. The Chavo Guerrero shit was awesome, though.
1: Yes. Like, I'll watch really, that. Really, really good cinematography there.
0: It's probably honestly the only thing I'd watch again. Just thinking back, I think that's the only thing I'd watch again. Maybe the uh, softcore match that started out as, the like, sad a sad thing a about the Chabo
1: Guerrero thing was it was so good that I zoned out on it and I can't tell you anything that happened in it.
0: Oh! <laughs> my God, there was so much good shit with murder. Like, people yes. were dying in there and. Oh, it was so much fun. You had uh you had um not Rocky Romero, uh you had what whose mom? Um uh, bah, 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 bah.
1: Oh, Christ. I
0: forget uh, what his name was. Anyways, you had you had his mom and him, of course. And yeah. yeah. No, it, it was good. I, I love it. I'd watch that again, hands down. I think that stole the show. I think so we didn't miss that. it
1: just goes to prove. I think that that's due in a big part to the fact that Scott DMR, and this is like it's basically Impact Production. Impact is the only company that gets these cinematic matches right like all the time, and I think Matt Hardy needs to go back there as soon as possible. It's oh, the only so many, way the Broken Universe is going to actually work.
0: Yeah, and with so many Impact talents in there, you could tell that Impact helped with it. You know what I mean? The Good Brothers yeah. are Impact contracted guys. There were a lot of Impact Pro wrestlers that appeared in there, so yeah, obviously I agree with you. I think I think Matt should definitely end his career at Impact, even though it may seem like a demotion. Creatively, I think it's the best thing ever.
1: Mm-hmm. It's where he's the best, and that's that's a proven fact. Now he that that didn't work in WWE. It kind of works in AEW, but it's, it's not, not like it did. The, the magic isn't there. No. And, uh, yeah, it just it makes me it's funny because you think back to when they had their war, when Hardy was trying to get the gimmick from them. They didn't want to let it go. They were probably doing it for his sake. You know what I mean? Like, no, just keep it here. You know, go be Matt Hardy over there, but keep the broken universe here. <laughs>
0: right. Don't sully it. Don't sully it. Uh, yeah, it was good stuff. And I I do just want to say, um, turning point for Impact was very good. Um, it felt like a B pay per view, and obviously it was a B pay per view. It wasn't a pay per view pay per view. It was what they call an Impact Plus exclusive or whatever. Yeah. But the main event, Rich Swan versus Sammy Callahan, was awesome. Diana Perrazzo versus Sue Young in the no DQ match for oh, the Sammy Impact. Sammy Callahan Sam was, was awesome. so
1: good in in uh in talking shop of mania too when they're he all was. holding hands why can't two two we're just two guys holding hands <laughs> and then he and dies I, with his face in his crutch. and
0: obviously um the north and the good brothers um for the tag team championship was just amazing and and there were some throwaway matches willie mac and moose wasn't great um Rohe raju had his uh his uh, Rohit um, free-for-all or whatever, where he calls anyone out, Cousin Jake answered, wasn't really good. Brian Myers versus Swoggle. Hello. Nice. Yeah.
1: Not That's nice. a talking shop of mania match <laughs> right there.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but I, I would say the last three matches, the the tag team title match, the women's title match, and the Impact World Championship, were all really good. Otherwise, it was probably... It was a B show, but I recommend it. We didn't get to um give our predictions or results, but I do say it's if you like Impact, if you like those people, for sure, check out the Good Brothers versus the North. That was pretty badass. Oh I bet. If I could only pick one match for you to watch out of that, I would say that one.
1: How would it stack up compared to Bucks versus FTR? Uh
0: it didn't <laughs> I mean, hello, did you expect anything different? (laughs) It didn't. But but nonetheless, it was a really awesome tag team match.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Well, I'll have to try to buy some time to check it out this weekend before Survivor Series. Should be a good time. There is just this huge void before Survivor Series where I'm like, TakeOver needs to fill it. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, it's it's, it's, like, it's, like the, it's like the fucking wick for for survivor series it gets the weekend kicked off to a good note and then it doesn't matter if survivor series sucks or not
0: well we don't get that this this year but we do but we do get to chase survivor series with war games next week so yes hopefully it's a good chaser
1: wargasm that's what that episode's gonna be titled
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Mm, it's gonna be good i'm actually really excited to see pat mcafee in action again since i haven't watched any nxt uh weekly broadcasting yeah
0: i'm not (laughs) It just really ain't i'm sorry Uh, just sorry i'm just not
1: Well, that being said, I guess that brings us to the end of the show. Another fairly short one this week. You know, I I promised you two weeks ago I'd be picking up, and I feel really bad because I'm a fucking liar, okay? Oh, you just lied your ass off. I I can't help it. I'm just, it's a pathological thing, and I have to do it.
0: I know what I'm used to it myself personally, but but our listeners
1: aren't. So when I say, I love you all, and we'll see you next week, It means fuck you, go catch Rona, and we probably won't be here next week.
0: But when we say love, spread it like cancer,
1: we fucking mean it. we do mean that shit. And now, it's time for you to return to your regular lives. So as I count back from three, I need you to slowly wake up. Three, two, one. Snap out of it